Happy Thursday, everyone. This is episode 15 of Bet to Win. I'm Claudia Bellafato. He's Joe Fan. We are here in beautiful Las Vegas. Joe, can we get a little beatbox going? Wicky, wicky, Ooh, ooh. Joe was doing that before the show, so I just wanted him to share that with all that's of you. That's pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> Man of many talents. You are, you are. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. Okay. That's kind of the vibe I've got. That's an okay know? way to be. Yeah. It's just all right. Every once in a while, I'll be like, I wish I could really be good at something, but like, I'm down with being okay at a lot of things you're pretty good at the broadcasting thing That's you're, really you're definitely not a good golfer from what i've heard <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i really should i shouldn't cross that boundary yet because we haven't played golf together i also don't play golf but from what i've heard sub i like sub how the cadence of these shows is just like let's start with two to three minutes of of ripping joe let's just rip joe and, apart and then move on to whatever we're talking about in the meat of the show so that's great yeah. this i feel um, good about myself i'm sorry it's all good. <laughs> okay. It's not your fault that I cry myself well, <laughs> cry myself to sleep at night. The show's gonna get better. I'm feeling it. Don't worry. Uh, Off to a sprinting start. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna it's talk. It's all downhill after the beatboxing. Yes, 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 yes. We're gonna talk week eight, um, and we're gonna do winning picks. Of course, we're gonna get to an awesome interview that we got to do. We've had some exciting weekends so far, um, but I have to say. I, I want to start with my victory lap. We got to do the victory lap, hold this out, but I want to start with what went well for me. And it was yesterday. We've talked the World Series. We talked about who we wanted to win it all. I did say the Astros. I took the Braves in game one. I took Astros money line and starting pitcher Jose Urquidy over three and a half Ks, which I said I leaned. And I know you texted me after you said, did you play it? Did you lean it? I put it out. I say I leaned. And then right after that, I put in my bets. Which, after that, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said I leaned. But I wasn't completely sure. I was more sure about the Urquidy over three and a half, which Prop queen. literally cashed top of the second, zero sweat. Four hitters, four Ks. That was great. Um, Astros money line. For some reason, a part of me, I think it's just because I don't like the Astros, but I, I know that they're going to win. the Astros. Yeah, like no one likes them. So, And that's what sucks, though, for me, is I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, the Braves need Freed out there. They had heavy bullpen use yesterday. Astros light up lefties. Like, there's really no advantage here for the Braves, but for some reason, I couldn't pull the trigger on Astros' money line. And then I'm like, okay, lean. And then once I tweeted it, I was like, what am I talking about? <laughs> like, I fully know that they're going to win. And then, of course, they did win. Um, but yeah, so victory lap for me Astros' money line and uh, that strikeout prop. That's, uh, you're hot in baseball. You said you took the Braves in game one, too? I did. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of baseball victory laps. Yeah. I don't have a victory lap to take unfortunately <laughs> that's okay Happens. uh except we did make one bet before we went on the show so i'm gonna steal that as my victory lap we had a conversation of if you're a dude would you rather have a girl comment or compliment you on your calves or your arms and this yeah. is the easiest when you were adamant that it was calves <laughs> and i put it to twitter i said we're just gonna we're just gonna hear from the people and 78.2 percent out of 211 votes uh guys say arms so that was an easy win Sheesh. didn't make me any money but <laughs> In the absence of an actual victory lap on something I predicted in the sports world, I'll take that. Okay, so that was an L for me. And I have to say, it's not like, I don't know. I'm not a dude, but from you my past experience, I am. No, yes, I was. It. Because in my experience, I've seen memes and stuff, and dudes are always like, it's that whole concept, like, don't skip leg day. Like, yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. have whatever. Can we... Can I that throw, was my can reasoning. Can I throw a quick jab at your ex-boyfriend who got calf No, he's never going to listen to this. He never listens okay. to my stuff anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, if you were a guy who might be 
uh, interested in getting calf implants, you could potentially be Claudia's type. So uh, <laughs> no, I don't you, have a type. Big people, calf gal. I don't have a type. But my ex-boyfriend, but he my ex-boyfriend was so self-conscious, and he went to the gym every day and could not build his calf muscles. He literally looked into calf implants. So it's a thing, okay? Oh, now he, he just looked into it now. <laughs> All right, get to your L. What All L do right. you have? Well, that was one L. Um, I, I lost on that poll, but the other huge L for me was Winston other underpassing attempts um, against the Seahawks. I don't know if I was weighing too much. I always say too that like everyone's playing under the same weather. There's not that much of a difference, but like yes, I was leaning on the weather that they would run the ball more. But then I should have thought it's it's Geno Smith, it's Winston. Neither of them really care. It's not like there's going to be a ton of catch-up anywhere. Like They were just kind of going out there winging it. And once Lisa Salter said at the beginning of the game, Winston and Geno both said they love playing with a wet ball. They love throwing with a wet ball. It's like, that's when she knew she was screwed. And I was. I mean, yeah, the, the whole time. That was a zero sweat in knowing that it wasn't going to cover. Um, so, yeah, I, I hold that fat L. It's nice when... You just know sometimes you're on the wrong side of a bet yeah. and you just forget about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I sweat Saints minus four for the entire game. The Saints won by three and the Seahawks <laughs> never made it to the red zone. Not one trip inside the 20. Their only offensive touchdown was an 84-yard touchdown pass to DK Metcalf to where uh, it could have been called offensive pass interference and Marcus Lattimore fell down. Mm. The rest of the game, Geno Smith went 11 of 21 for 83 yards. And they still covered. Know, that's crazy. Dropped go balls. One of four in the red zone. Two of 13 on third down. Jameis missing guys. Yeah. Brutal. Ugly game. Oh, my gosh. Ugly. That game ends, and you're like, why couldn't I have done literally anything else with that time? I know. I know. Because I should have turned it off in the first quarter. Yeah. And I, I'll t I take that L with too because game. we both said we were surprised. We're like, oh, I'm surprised the line's only this. And then it was like it ended up not even covering. One of the ugliest football games I've seen. And that happens, you know. But we're going to have better luck with week eight. I we can, hope. I can feel it in my bones. But we like this slate better, right, than we did last week. I do, at least. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> take it till you make it. And I tried because I've been doing well with teasers. I keep saying I'm done betting spreads, but – Sometimes you're just not getting good enough value to do a teaser. So my first, and this is the Taylor Bale segment, so I'm basically going to give two games that I like. Joe's going to give two, and we're going to see if we agree or disagree. I'm in. My first game is Bengals. They're laying 10.5 against the New York Jets. Bengals coming back from back-to-back -back wins of more than 20 points. You got Joe Burrow. You got Jamar Chase. You got CJ Uzoma all looking on fire. I mean, this offense looks very complete, right? Their defense just allowed the Ravens to 17 points. Jackson was sacked five times, tied for the most he'd ever been in a game. He was feeling the pressure. Their defense is the only team in the NFL who has not allowed more than 25 points in a game. And the Jets, I mean, I don't even have to go too into this because we saw the Jets. You saw the Jets-Patriots game. Their latest scores, 13-20-27, which was the most, 0-6-14. They're 1-5 against the spread, all as underdogs. And they had Zach Wilson for some of that Patriots game. They don't have him at all now. I'm not putting too much investment in Mike White. Um, I mean, and that really could just be my one reason there is that I'm fading him. But I definitely feel okay with laying 10 and a half. Mike White, go tops. <laughs> I had to Google him last week. Oh, as did I, yeah. But as a big Western Kentucky fan, I just remembered quickly, yeah, obviously he's a topper, go tops. Hashtag go tops. I'm going to tail this without question. This is, this is easy money. 
maybe you lose by the hook, but I think this is going to be a, a three-score game at, at minimum. Yeah. Potential letdown spot for the Bengals, the Browns coming uh, the week following in week nine. I just don't think the Bengals are good enough yet to have a letdown spot. I don't think they've done enough. I think this team is still hungry as that underdog mentality, which they are. No one expected them to be this good. Right. Both of us are happy to jump on the bandwagon because they're fun as hell. Mm-hmm. The one area I'd like to see the Bengals improve is third downs. We, we know they have the explosives. The points have been there, but they're 20th in third down conversions at a 39.1% clip. That has to improve. That offense is going to continue to sustain the rate they've been at. Mm. Uh but the defense is for real, and we mentioned the defensive line with guys like Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson uh, and Larry Ogunjabi on Monday. So I'm all in with the Bengals here. This is an easy bet. Hell yeah. We love that. I'm going to go with the Bucks minus five and a half. And am I overreacting to the Saints looking like trash on Monday? Maybe. <laughs> but give me the Bucks. They should win by more than the touchdown. They rank sixth in yards per play, first and first downs. They're the third in scoring offense, 10th in scoring defense. Tom Brady, the ageless wonder, leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns through seven weeks. It's the second time in his career he's done that. 2007 was the year prior he'd done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the famous Randy Moss year. Uh, Brady's 21 passing touchdowns are his second most through seven games in his career. Again, go back to 20, 2007. He had 27, which is, that's bananas. That season was bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the way I view this, these are two teams with very impressive defenses, particularly against the run. Two of the best, if not the two best, run defenses in all of football. But then you look at, okay, well, which team is more dangerous in terms of their passing game? And it's not a question that Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, and others, are far superior to Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, Marquez Calloway, uh, and Traquan Smith. Alvin Kamara is incredible. Mm-hmm. I just don't expect this, the the Bucks to play off of him the way the Seahawks did to where he's getting in space so easily. He's the one guy you have to be aware of in every play on that team. Um, to me, the Bucks should win this easily. They are 0-3 against the spread on the road this year, and this is just the third time the Saints have been a home dog of four or more under head coach Sean Payton. But throw all that out there. To me, the, the Bucks are a far better team, and they should be able to win this comfortably. The thing I feel like we keep seeing about the Bucks is their secondary. They can't rely on the secondary. Is that something you're you're I don't know like when I looked at this slate for some reason a part of me wasn't like the Bucks are a lock here like against the Saints is there and I don't know if that's because I keep hearing everything about the secondary whether it's injuries or just them just not living up to expectations is that anything you're worried about with them? Yeah, I mean I just don't think the Saints have a passing game to take advantage of the matchup. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a it's a not great secondary against a not great passing offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you there. I mean, I like I said, it was it was a spot where for some reason I couldn't give myself a reason not to tail and, and not to lay the five and a half with the Bucks. But I feel like this is probably gonna be a game where there's no question, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this this is the Bucks that we were expecting to see, and this is how it should have turned out. Uh, so I'll tell you there. We got two tails. Look at us. Look at us. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with another big spread, one of the bigger spreads on the board. The Bills laying 13 at home against Miami. So we got two back, but the last time they faced it was a shutout, 35-0. That was one of two shutouts so far this season. And 13 is a lot, and that's the thing I, I posted the other day about the Bengals. Like, we're only laying 10, and someone's like, that's a lot of points in the NFL, and it is. And 13 is a lot, but the Bills have covered 13 and a half. 
in three of the last four facing the Dolphins. They just covered an 18-and-a-half-point spread against the Texans, and now they're coming off a bye. They're rested, and they've won six straight coming off of a bye. That's the longest streak in the NFL. And the Dolphins are just the exact opposite case, really. They failed to cover in four straight. They have the second-worst cover margin in the NFL. Two has thrown seven interceptions in the past five games. He just played his best game of the season, and they still lost to the Falcons, who aren't good. <laughs> Miami's defense is giving up an NFL-worst 411 yards per game. On top of that, their injury report is extensive with a lot of defensive players on there on limited practice. So I'm, this one's easy for me, too. You know, it's a better team on both sides of the ball, a better quarterback, a rested team at home. I, I'm perfectly fine laying 13. I'm going to bail this one. The Dolphins got shut out against the Bills, like you mentioned. But in that game, they went 0-4 on fourth down and 0-3 in the red zone. So they had their opportunities. Turnovers were an issue. Tua was hurt. This one is, is going to ultimately, in terms of putting money down, would, will be a stay away for me. Yeah. But I'm take, I would take the Dolphins here, or lean the Dolphins here. I just think 13 is too many. There are, I'll put it into four categories of teams. There's the contenders. There's the pretenders. There are the bad teams that are competitive on a week-to-week basis, and that's where I think Miami is. And then there's just, like, the bad teams. <laughs> the, they aren't the Texans. They aren't the Jets. They're much more competent than that. And mm-hmm. two has been good. In his two games since his return, he's fourth in pro football focus grade, third in passing yards, averaging more than 300 per contest. And he's third in completion percentage at 74.7%. He also has six touchdown passes over those two games, including four against the Falcons um, a week ago. The Falcons are playing pretty good football, and they're back to 500. So I, I don't even think you can put the Falcons in the, oh, you lost to the Falcons. It, it, they're not a great team, but again, they're not in that bottom tier where you expect them to get blown out on a week-to-week basis. They can be competitive, and Arthur Smith has that offense firing at all cylinders right now with Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan. So, quick question before. So, are are you hammering the Falcons against the Panthers if you think that they're not a terrible team? Would you? No, because like, the Panthers are in the same bucket. Okay. Let's stay on this that's game okay. though. I, I okay. think 13 is too many. I'm, I'm taking Miami. I'm going to bail your pick, uh, and I think they can cover here, even with it, if it's a backdoor with a late a late score. Uh, my last game here, tailing or bailing. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus two, and I have to have a caveat with this is pending Dak. Do not put any money on this game until you know whether or not Dak Prescott. Oh, that's an old friend. Hello. Until you know. That's so funny. We got people here watching, and Claudia apparently knows them. That's exciting. You're our one fan. You're leaving. Come on, Matt. A couple guys look ready to go play a game, run a golf. Go play golf. They are going to play golf. We'll catch up. Must be nice. I got to figure out a good way to get on that win course. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys minus two as my pick. Again, this is with the caveat of Dak playing. Do not put a cent on this game until you know whether or not Dak is playing. You won't know until 90 minutes prior. He'll probably be listed as questionable with that calf strain. Suffered prior to the bye week. A little bit troublesome that he's still dealing with it, uh, even though they had the bye last week. But they're just a better team than the Vikings. And they've covered the last team uh, in football that's uh, undefeated against the spread. They're 6-0 and against the spread. They scored 35-plus points in four straight games, which ties a franchise record. Dak has thrown... Uh, three-plus passing touchdowns in four straight games. He's been lights out. The defense has been much better than expected. You would like to see more consistency from the pass rush. I can't wait to see Trevon Diggs versus uh, versus Justin Jefferson. We talk about those good, maybe bad, but always competitive teams. The Vikings are right in that mix with the Panthers, with with, uh, the Falcons, the Dolphins. They're going to find a way to make this a game, especially at home. But, But 
not needing more than the field goal, I think the Cowboys can win that. It's going to be full of sweats. I know it. Um, I would love to see the Cowboys improve um, in the red zone. They lead the league in yards per play, uh, but they rank 24th in red zone percentage at just 56%. There have been some fluky turnovers, some goal line stops. A team that good, that talented, um, you expect to improve in that area. And so I, I feel fine with Dak playing of getting this game at any point under a field goal. I would take it all the way to minus three. The second it goes minus three and a half, I'd stay away. A few things here. A few. Oh, God. No, 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 oh no. I, and I agree. I mean, Cowboys is, which I probably shouldn't have done it yet, but, of course, because the Dak news is huge. He's had four straight uh, with three-plus passing touchdowns, longest streak in Cowboys history. Like, they need Dak. But I also think, and I keep saying this, that they're one of the most complete teams in the NFL right now in terms of the most well-rounded offense, in terms of defense, and then, of course, in, in quarterback. My only sort of question, which I only bring up because I had this debate with someone, is they said, well, the Cowboys haven't played enough competition to say that they're really good yet. To which I said, first of all, it doesn't really matter. First of all, they can't control who they face. But it's also you have to look at the players on the team. You have to look at the stats they're still putting up. And then you look to the Vikings. They kept the Bengals to a three-point game, Cardinals to a one-point game, but then only beat the Lions by two. And so I'm curious, how much weight do you put on schedule at this point? Because we're eight weeks in. It's like, do you at all? Because for me, I'm just focusing more on the talent that, that's on the team rather than who they're facing. Because any given Sunday, you don't know where you're going to see an upset. I'm not basing it a ton off of what's happened prior. I mean, the Vikings we know are going to be a turbulent team. They, they play down to their opponents and play close games against bad teams, as you've seen. Mm -hmm. They play up against good teams and, and make those close. I just don't think they're a team that's going to get blown out. There's just too much talent. I mean, Daniil Hunter is balling right now. Everson Griffin is balling. Their offense is, if, if, as long as their offensive line can protect Kirk Cousins, they've got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Dalvin Cook is there. Mm -hmm. They've got tons of pieces that can burn you. You know, they've got enough there to be the balanced offense that the Cowboys are. Maybe not to what Dallas is, but, but maybe another tier below. And Dallas's pass rush has been hit and miss throughout the season. So, no, I, I don't look at the schedule. I just kind of have a really good feeling of who the Vikings are. But I think the Cowboys are the better team and ultimately win this game. And if you think they're going to win the game, you have no problem laying the two points because essentially it becomes a pick em. I agree. Tail. So we went... We tailed everything tailed except for one that yeah. you don't like of mine. Okay, that's fine. We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of the Vikings. Indeed we will. <laughs> Joe and I, I mentioned we had a cool weekend. We got to sit down with Chris Carter and Chris Long. Vikings legend, I should say, and former wide receiver Chris Carter. Uh, and we talked with him about a ton of stuff, but one of the most interesting parts, I think, of that interview was his little story that he had with then-teammate Randy Moss. Coming into the league, he's just a young player, just very, very talented. And it's not a big thing for a guy to be a few minutes late to the game, but they got thousands and thousands of dollars of food down there, food that has been studied to show that when you eat it, the resources that come from that food give you energy to be able to do your damn job. And, no, bruh drank a, diet, a Coke and hot tamales before his first NFL game. And I think he had over 100 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. Of course. 
Not even a diet coke. What, yeah. too. what do you think? Is that hot tamales need to have a national commercial with the big fella? You already on your way to being a hall. What do you think of this guy as like the young buck coming in? And he I mean he becomes larger than life rather quickly. No, we knew he was a freak. We we knew like like we we knew that. I personally knew as a as a wide receiver, there are certain things in my mind that I can do. Randy Moss could do everything that I could think about in my mind, but I couldn't do it. And I used to tell him, I used to draw up routes and be like, I want you to run 18 yards. But when you get 15, I want you to look to the sideline. And then when you get to 18, I want you to snap it across the dude. He's like, all right, I got you, homie. <laughs> all right, I got you, homie. And then he did it? <laughs> and then he could do it. He was awesome. That was so much fun. That full interview coming out on Friday. Yes, coming out on Friday. And I have to say, when Joe was watching that, because we watched it back on the playback here, he goes, look at my arm. Hey, I'm just saying arms <laughs> look good in that clip. But how'd your calves look is the question, Calves, Joe. Are, calves are chilling. Be <laughs> good. Be good. Uh, back to football. Body beautiful over here. <laughs> Thursday night. This has to be the biggest Thursday night game we've had in, in I don't know how long. Uh, Packers at Cardinals, Cardinals laying six and a half. The six and one Packers, I should say, and undefeated Cardinals. This is going to be a huge game. I do have my winning pick here. I just want to hear kind of first take, quick take. Are you on a side? I didn't touch this because I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I am on the Cardinals, and I understand a lot of people laying the six and a half with Aaron Rodgers, understandably so, but I'm still skeptical of the Packers. And now you take away Devontae Adams, where he is their go-to not many teams lean on one skill player more than the Cardinals or more than the Packers do. Yep. No other Cardinals pass catcher has more than 200 yards receiving. Devontae Adams up like 750. Yeah. So not having him there, I get it. They've, they've been successful in the past without Devontae Adams, but I look at the Cardinals, feel bad with them not having J.J. Watt, but still I just think it's a much better team, and I feel comfortable taking them with the points. Uh, I think it's going to be a sweat, certainly. I expect it to be a very good game, but ultimately I think they can win by a touchdown. Okay. So I'm definitely not touching sides here. I want to enjoy this game. Um, so I'm going to go with a prop that I think should This hit. is your winning pick here. Yeah, yeah. We are in this, winning this pick. This is my winning pick Okay. right here <laughs> for the Packers-Cardinals game. I'm going Green Bay running back Aaron Jones over. I got it at 57.5 rushing yards, minus 115. I do believe it's up to 60.5 now. And I think I would, still, I would still hit this over. He's hit the 57.5 over. And for the past six, he leads the team in rushing right now. He's averaging 87 in the last three road games. Arizona is allowing the fewest points per game. Their pass rush ranks eighth in pressure rate. However, their one weakness is that they're allowing the second most yards per carry. Rodgers, you mentioned, is without his favorite target. Devontae Adams, not only is he his favorite target, he's accounted 33% of the Packers' targets. Receiver Al Lazard is out from close contact. It's unknown if MVS is going to be playing. Either way, they're going to have to heavily rely on Aaron Jones. Um, and the, I think, too, the Packers are going to have to slow this game down, keep Murray off the field, um, and take advantage, like I said, of that one weakness, and that's against the run. So Aaron Jones over rushing yards. What's interesting is when you can score points like the Cardinals do and you get your opponent into negative game scripts, it doesn't really matter – how bad your run defense is because they don't have the luxury of being able to run the football. It's fascinating. They're 31st in, in rushing yards allowed per attempt. 
but only seventh in rushing attempts allowed mm -hmm. because they've just been playing with a lead all game long. So it's really crucial, I think. I like your bet. I will probably tail it as well. But it's so crucial for the Packers to hang around early and not get into that early hole yeah. where they have to abandon the running game. I think it's worth a shot at betting both the receiving and rushing yards for Aaron Jones and potentially um, A.J. Dillon's as well. Mm -hmm. uh, this is our last. We reset our winning picks at the end of every month, and I think you're comfortably ahead and you're going to win this month. Unless I hit this six-team teaser. <laughs> Joey Teasers, Joey Lotto tickets, Joey Teasers. plus 600. I'm taking the Bucks over the Saints at plus a half a point, basically a pick em. Chargers over the Pats at plus a half a point, basically a pick em. The Titans, a one-point dog right now on the road against the Colts, having come off two big wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, Six-point teaser gets that to seven, so a push opportunity, but, but obviously a win if they can get inside it. Uh, I like that key number getting up to seven. Uh, the Bengals against the Jets, getting that to uh, four and a half. The Rams against the Texans. Uh, Rams get down to minus eight and a half, which not a whole lot of key numbers there outside mm -hmm. of 10. I just wanted to get under 10 because of what we saw last week with the with the, the Lions hanging around against the Rams because of fluky stuff. Um, as long as it's under 10 for me, the Rams are going to smoke the Texans. And then the Cardinals tonight uh, against the Packers to minus a half a point. Again, a pick them. Bucks. Chargers, Titans, Bengals, Rams, six-team, six-point teaser, plus 600. We're in the month with the bang. Ooh, I do like it. And that's kind of how it works this week is you mentioned you want to get through the key numbers. I was trying to put some teasers together, but you kind of need like a six leg to, to get some good value. So I, I like it. I like it. Congratulations um, <laughs> on, on – I'm going to give you a pre-congratulations on, on maybe <laughs> – I'm jinxing Joe. Nobody tell Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to text Joe from the first game be like, congrats, because that's what I did last no, time and it didn't hit. Um, all right, that is it for our show. We will be back on Monday. Make sure you go watch that Chris Carter full episode. It'll be out on Friday. We had a lot of fun. Hopefully you'll have fun watching it. See ya. See ya.